Hello, everybody. This is the Evil Chocolate Cookie once again with more of the Evil Chocolate Grab Bag. Told you guys this was going to be a grab bag because today is book review day. Well, not so much an individual book as an entire series. Because this series has a lot of meaning to me personally. Uh, I want to talk about the Magic Treehouse series. I mentioned those in yesterday's episode. Um, I want to go over the basic premise, my thoughts on these books, what they mean to me. And I also want to talk about, like, some of my favorite things that have happened in these books. My, like, my favorite overall. So to get started, the basic premise is you've got these two kids. They're, you know, just your everyday ordinary kids. And one day they're playing out in the woods and they find this tree house and climb up into it. And one of them is looking at a book and points at a picture and, you know, says something any of us would say, you know, I wish I could see this for real. And all of a sudden, bam, the, they see this, this thing in their woods and then this tree house starts spinning and, well, yeah, it, it goes kind of crazy. <laughs> and eventually they realize, hey, we found a magic tree house. And then they figure out that the tree house belongs to Morgan Le Fay from Camelot. And they... And, up like helping her with all this stuff and then they meet Merlin and they help him and it's just there's a lot of books in the series so if I tried to go over every single book we'd be here all night plus I'd have to skip a few because I've not read them all I'm behind a little which irks me to no end I hate being behind on a book series hate it but that's that's like the basic premise now my thoughts these things are amazing um they have taught me so much. Like, random facts that I thought I'd never need before. And I would actually store all the little snippets and stuff in my head. And I'm, I used to be on the academic team, the quiz team at my school. And they'd ask these questions, blah, 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 blah. And I'd hit the buzzer and give the right answer. And people would come up to me after our matches. Where did you learn that? A Magic Treehouse book. What? <laughs> so yeah, I actually would store the information in my brain and use it later. And people are just like, why do you learn all these random facts? You're never going to use them. Uh, yeah, you might use them, but that's not even remotely what we're talking about today. We'll do another episode on random facts. I promise you that. But I think they are extremely well written. I think the content is fantastic. I think it gives an excellent view of different time periods, different groups of people, different cultures, which I love. I love learning about different cultures. That is one of my favorite things to do. And here's another thing that I want to talk about. I don't know if these books have pictures in them or not. If they do, the way they are written we don't miss out on the pictures if we're listening to the audiobooks and can't see the pictures. We don't miss out one little bit. These books, the picture is in your mind. I love that. She describes everything so well and it just forms an image in your mind. Even if, like me, you know, you're completely blind and you've never seen anything like this before. The picture forms itself in your head, and it's amazing. 
Like, there are so many things that I have a picture of in my mind because of these books that just that it's wow. I still can't picture what George Washington looks like or anything like that, but say, you know, the the island of Hawaii or maybe an erupting volcano or like some of like the outfits and stuff from the time of the pilgrims those things I can picture so clearly in my mind because of these books and I'm going to go out on a limb since I mentioned the audiobooks and since this is a review at least partly the narration oh my god those are some of the best narrated audiobooks I have ever heard in my life. Now, I am really, really, really picky about narration in my audiobooks. Like, I don't mind it as much if it's a nonfiction book. I can listen to that read by text-to-speech or by a human. I'd rather listen to it read by text-to-speech because I could spell out the words. But fiction... I get really, really, really picky about the content of the narration. I want the characters to have voices of their own. Like, oh, let me see. I'm just going to use an example. If I was reading a book about Bob, George, and Henry, I would want to be able to tell Bob from George and George from Henry and all of that just by the voices the narrator gave them because that's how they would sound in my mind, okay? These books are read by the author, and she does an excellent job. Each character has a voice. Each character has a personality. Actually, when I was little, I used to be able to imitate them, but I can't do it anymore. At least I don't think I can, and I'm not going to try here. <laughs> if any of you have ever heard the audiobooks and would like me to try to imitate like some of the voices or whatever in private, just no, don't even ask. Because, like I said, I could... I was like nine. I'm 22. I, I don't think I could do it anymore. My voice has changed so much. I, I just don't think I could do it. But the one thing I do have to complain about, and this is not the author's fault. This is not anybody's fault. The NLS narrations. I don't like them. Um, the first 38, I think it is, 38 or 39 books in the series... While the narrator is good at what she does, she isn't the original narrator, and the narrator that I heard first, being the author, um, kind of spoiled me for anybody else. I don't like to hear anybody else read them, because the characters sound so different, and it conflicts with the images in my mind, and it messes with me. Um, the narrator they got for... Um, 39 through 45, I think it is. I can't remember their names, so bear with me. She's better. She has a similar voice type to what I'm used to. I mean, it's not exactly the same, not by a long shot. But it's better. And the other ones that they have gotten when they did, before they switched to doing the commercial audiobooks don't give the characters any personality at all. And I don't like that. Just They pretty much read the same for everybody, and it sounds like a news anchor. 
that's not like I said that's not the author's fault that's not anybody's fault really it's just the way they were done and I don't like that but that's my only gripe really that is the only gripe I've got now that I've given you my thoughts on the books as a whole let's get into what these mean to me when I found these books it was at a pretty rough point in my life I was dealing with a bully in school who pretty much made it clear to the entire class that I didn't count toward anything they were doing all because I couldn't see. I I had people making fun of me. Um, And I felt kind of alone. And this was at the same time that uh, somebody that I was really, really close to abruptly decided that she didn't have time for me anymore. I felt so alone at that point in my life. And then I got a Magic Treehouse book in a Happy Meal. I think it was in a Happy Meal. Somebody got it in a Happy Meal and I ended up with it. But I started reading and it drew me in. That Those books are the reason I love to read. That, Like I said yesterday, they're part of... They're part of what turned me into the person I am right now. The person that's talking into this microphone. But those books, they they showed me a whole new world. They pulled me into Camelot, so to speak. My best friends at that time were in those books. And actually, I took it a little bit further than people would normally do. Because those people became so real to me. They, friend-wise, they were all I had. I mean, sure, I had people at school that would, like, talk to me, but I didn't have, at that point in time, I didn't feel like I had any real friends. So, like, those people, uh, Morgan Le Fay especially, I don't know what it was that drew me to her, but she was, she was the closest I had to a friend, somebody I could you know, rely on not to go poof, gone. And I, I took that really, really far. You know how kids will have their imaginary friends and such. Well, I couldn't come up with anybody. So in my mind, I just, I had to borrow somebody from the books I was reading to be the friend that I was lacking in real life. And I actually needed her for quite a while. And eventually it got to the point where I didn't anymore. Because I had somebody in real life that, you know, got me as a person. But then something happened and I didn't have that anymore. And I got so lost again that I immediately went back into my books this was like I was about 12 or 13 at the time for context I think uh, no 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 actually, actually I was older than that uh, let's see turned 10 and 08 yeah actually no I was about 13 I turned 14 later that year but even at that age I was so lost and so out of it that I needed my mental companion shall we put it that way again And that, I fortunately, didn't last as long as the first time. 
But then I got into a better school. I met people that accepted me for me, that didn't try to poke fun. And I, I just, I didn't need her anymore. All through high school, I was okay. Well, I can't say all through high school because there was, there was a point in time when it, I'd switched schools and the aide that they'd hired for me was the biggest idiot on the face of the planet and nobody would talk to me. I sort of went back into my books a little bit then, but not near as much. But after, after they got that whole situation sorted out and I found my spot in the choir and the academic team and all of those things, I had my circle. I had, pe- I had people that I could rely on. I graduated from high school in 17. Oh, crud. My phone case fell closed. And I had college. Like I said, I had people that I could talk to then. Now I've finished college. And because of this pandemic that we're dealing with right now, I can't really get a job. I don't know that I'd be able to get one anyway because employers around here are like, blind person, no brain. So that that's going to be a struggle. And I may have... I'm finding my nose in my books more and more again. But I'm so scared that if I let myself get to that point of needing her again that I won't be able to get her to go away. Morgan Le Fay is great and all, but I don't need her interfering with my <laughs> I don't need her popping up on my YouTube channel and in my personal life. Roleplay itself <laughs> it's harmless, it's fun. I would get into it to this minute. But I don't want it to become my life. Do you understand? I don't want that. I'm afraid of that. So that... Those books, for the longest time, were the closest I had to friends. And I think you can't have a better friend than a good book. Or a good set of books. Because... Human beings are not perfect. Sometimes you will meet really, really bad ones that will turn their backs on you just because they don't agree with something you've said or something you've done and they'll act like you're the worst thing on the face of the earth and they'll abandon you when you need them. A good book will never abandon you. I can't recall one time in my life when I needed a book that it just got up and walked out. Actually, if my book started walking away, I think I think we'd have a little problem because, yeah, walking books, that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> but, <clears throat> and actually, the, the books have a little bit more of a funny side, something that happened to me. I have to share this now that I'm talking about what these books have done for me and how they've shaped me as a person. I used to have lots upon lots upon lots of them on CD. Like I said, I would get them in meals or some or people from my church would bring them to me back when I was in church because they they had found out that I enjoyed them and they'd bring them to me. 
Well, one of them, just so happened to be the one I was reading at the time, went missing. I mean, that thing was nowhere to be found. Nowhere. I kid you not, I tore my room upside down looking for my book. That is one thing I cannot stand is if somebody messes with my book. Don't touch my book. Especially if I'm not done reading it. But I mean, that book was nowhere to be found. And finally, I can't remember who said it, but somebody made the humorous comment. Well, Merlin took it. (laughs) Merlin wanted to read it. (laughs) I couldn't think of another explanation. That thing was simply gone. (laughs) And no, I don't. And no, nobody else here could have borrowed it. Or. Well, yeah, you know what I mean? Nobody else around me could have borrowed it. Oh, shut up, Siri. Because, well, nobody else had a CD player. At the time. And nobody else liked those. So why would they be borrowing my book? Not to mention, uh, they would have returned it if they'd snatched it accidentally. (laughs) I hope. But that thing was just gone. So we made the joke, you know, Merlin took it. Well, I had gone to Goodwill for something or other. I used to go to Goodwill all the time. And I found another copy of this same book. So I'm like, okay, since the other one has vanished from the face of the earth... I'll just get this one, I'll replace it, and I'll be able to finish my book. Well, I brought home this new copy of my book, and I finished it that night. And I put that book on top of all the other ones on this little table that my CD player was on at the time. The next morning, I woke up and somebody came into my room looking for something. Or or wanting to borrow my TV, one of the two, I don't remember which. And we're like, uh, Sissy, your book is... Oh yeah, it was the younger sibling. They're like, Sissy your CD is right there and I'm like what CD is right where and they're like your book I'm like uh that book wasn't there when I put the other one down last night so it's I don't understand to this day where that book went or how I got it back it's like it just gone (laughs) but to this day that where that comes into personal significance to this day if something of mine goes missing my automatic response is Merlin took it and that actually happened believe it or not with my Victor Reader recently it wandered off and I couldn't find it and I'm like Merlin took it (laughs) and then I found it a few days ago right where I put it so that it wouldn't go missing under the box from one of my home pods and I'm like oops sorry Merlin (laughs) But that's another that's another personal significance thing that just happened to have to do with these books. Um, some of my favorite things. Like I said, the different time periods, the different cultures. We see the Civil War, the Revolutionary War. We see the Pilgrims. We see um, ancient China. We see ancient Greece, Pompeii. Oh, gosh. There are so many... So many different parts of the world, so many cultures, so many time periods. I love to learn about that. That draws me in. Just, I think maybe that's why I've got friends from so many different places. I love to learn about their culture. But that that's one of my favorite things. And 
just the way they're written, it draws you in. You can't just read one. You you co- you keep going back for more and more and more and more and more. And eventually, if you're like me, you've binge read about ten books in one day. <laughs> I'm guilty. I do though. If I if I pick them up and start reading them, I'll go through several in a day because I can't put them down. They they draw me in. And like I said earlier, the ability for me to picture the scenes and some of, like, even some of the characters, what they look like, I can picture them in my mind. And then there's the whole connection with Camelot. Those books are actually what got me into Camelot, and that story is one of my favorites of all time. I love the story of Camelot. I actually wish our world could be more like that. I do. I'm shameless about admitting it. But that's, in a nutshell, some of my favorite things. And my favorite book out of the series overall has to be Christmas in Camelot. Because in addition to, you know, Camelot, that was the first one that actually made me cry. And those of you who know me and have gotten close enough to me to know some of my secrets know I am a shameless crier over books and movies. If something touches me, you will find me bawling. Disney movies are one of the worst for those. I cry over most of them. But that book, there's a certain part in it. And I, to this day, every time I read that book in this certain section, I start to cry. I start to tear up. I remember the first time I read it, I was in a public place. I don't remember where I was, but I'd been allowed to take my book with me. And I was just sitting there trying not to cry. And I'm like, no, 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 don't do this to me. (laughs) But in addition to that, we learn so much more about some of these characters. And we, we meet a lot of new characters. And it just... Not to mention the fact that it's a really, really long book. So there's so much to read. I can't, and as I said earlier, I can't get enough of these. But on a scale, overall, this whole series, on a scale of 1 to 10, I don't even think 10's high enough. These books have so much value to me as a person. They're a big part of who I am today. And I don't believe the author will ever hear this podcast, but if she does... I just want to say thank you. Thank you for everything. And that's... I've said my piece regarding these. This is... This is me. This is what these mean to me. Um, Now for my closing spiel, as always. Um, If you want to find me, Twitch and YouTube under the Evil Chocolate Cookie... If you want to contact me, um, Twitter and Instagram at EvilCookies98. Email TheEvilChocolateCookie at gmail.com. RS Games and Playroom, also the Evil Chocolate Cookie. Um, AudioGames.net, you can find me under the Evil Chocolate Cookie. But don't send me a PM unless I'm actually expecting it because I usually don't check them. You'd be better off sending me an email if you find me there. I do have that option turned on. My Skype, just search for me under the Evil Chocolate Cookie and you'll find me. 
I can't give you the actual ID because it's one of those random ones that Microsoft comes up with that nobody in their right mind could remember. But that is basically how to get a hold of me. I'm an easily findable person. Um, if you have any suggestions for future episodes, things that you'd like me to cover, please, please, please send them in. I'd love to hear from you guys. And until next time. Bye.